just normalize showing up to a listing appointment in a paid off Nissan. Yes, seriously. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody, social agent navigators. Uh, this is our first, like, real, real episode. We did our <laughs> intro, like, about us. And if you haven't listened to that one, um, we will provide a link so that you can go back to it. That's episode number one. But so episode number two, we are going to talk about some really fun stuff. But before we get into that, I just want to know, ladies, what have you been doing in your business um, to help grow your business as real estate agents? So Justine, what have you been doing for your business this week? Um, so I've been doing one thing that I have been, I've been supposed to have been working on for the last year and a half, but I just. I didn't from the beginning, which everybody should, uh, still building my database. So still just getting all those names in. Uh, it's tedious work that I can't stand sitting there doing, just like punching yeah. in addresses and emails. So I'm doing that. But then I'm also doing uh, me and my business partner out here. Our goal for this week is 10 messenger messages a day because we're doing yeah. an event. So we're reaching out, asking for phone number email address, and then just letting them know, Hey, we're not going to send you a bunch of crap. We want to put you in our database and then invite us, invite you to our event. And that's how I'm getting my database full. Nice. What about that, you, Australia? Well, I, so I'm farming my hood and this is our second annual, um, food drive. And I do things a little bit differently, which for everybody listening, I think I feel like it's actually pretty amazing and smart, but it does require a little bit more work. So I'm going to be doing it differently next time. But what I do differently, instead of like just saying drop off all the stuff or come bring everything, I have people sign up for pickup times. And I use like sign up genius this year. Last year, I used uh, Google Forms. So you don't have to spend a lot of money on your signups, but they sign up for a date where I will go and pick up their stuff. The reason why I do that is because they're signing up, I get their name, I get their phone number. I get their address. So then they're added to my database and I can put them on a campaign and I do like a nosy neighbor campaign and a bunch of other things. But what I think I'm going to be doing differently because I'm an old viejita now and I can't do things like this week, passing out all of the bags for pickup. I walked probably 35, 40 miles. That is just freaking insane. And my old lady bones just can't do it. And I'm, I'm in pain. I think next year, what I'll do is I'll mail out postcards and then just do the pickups. Um, but by doing this, and this is the second year I've been able to add close to 200 people to my database and they yeah, that's huge. get to know me in a better way. And it's just much more authentic when I reach out to them to thank them for participating in it. I send them mass text messages. They know who I am. And this year, when I went out the second time, everybody's like, I even had people ask, like, are you still going to do it this year? I'm like, yes, I am. So that's what I did. That's what I did for my business. Um, it's part of the long game, right? Which I think kind of leads us into like our topic this week is not everything is instant success. And, you know, you can't really get down on yourself. There's a lot of stuff that um, is happening, especially right now in the market and our business and things feel really icky, right? Like we are starting to see where People are going to be frustrated and they're going to be very uh, self-sabotagistic. I don't even know if that's a word. Probably not. <laughs> it is now. Yeah, it is now. <laughs> um, TM. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, 
but it's, uh, you, you just really get down on yourself because you see all these agents just killing it and you feel like you're just not doing enough. And I think the three of us as agents that are in our build mode of our careers, it's really easy for us to get really down on ourselves and you want to not do that. Don't do that because there is so much opportunity in this business. Number one, the fact that you passed your test and are a realtor in itself is a huge accomplishment. Not many people can even get past that stage in this game. And so clearly you've like met the first hurdle and you've made it past the COVID market. There's so much opportunity for you to just be a freaking rock star. You already are a rock star because you're listening to the social agent navigators, but (laughs) there's, there's reality. And then there's like how you feel, right? So sentiment versus statistics is what I like to say. And as a data nerd, I love data and statistics. I found some really cool stats and information that are out there. So the first thing is that, you know, real estate income doubles after your first year. So hang on statistically. So as long as you're putting in the work and you're following through and really loving on your clients and loving on your farm and your sphere, you have the opportunity to double your income. That first year might feel really crappy. And to be honest, a lot of people aren't full-time agents. So if you're not, stop listening to that BS. Mm -hmm. And part of real estate I mean, eventually we all hope to not be there, but part of any sales job, you're going to have times where you are feeling like you're hearing the crickets, you know, Um, like, okay, where's my clients? Where are these people going to come from? It's totally okay to feel that way, but also just know like, number one, you're not alone. Number two, like that first year can just be working to get like your first couple of clients. Mm -hmm. And that's totally fine. Building your systems, establishing your business learning from other agents that you respect in the industry. It's a really good time to do those things. And so um, speaking of stats and income, I think the the really cool thing, let me get back to the right tab, um, is that, you know, a lot, like a lot more agents are much more successful in this industry as opposed to any other industry. So, um, the average income of a full-time agent, agent, regardless of like your niche or your specialty, the average is around like $60,000 and that's with no specialization. So as you niche down, you have the potential to become an expert in that area and make a lot more money. What I thought was interesting, and this is like totally off topic, but I, so the niche of the green eco-friendly properties the average income is the highest of any other niche. So if that's like your jam, like go all in it. The average income is $263,000 in that niche. Because only rich people can, can afford to be so darn is? eco-friendly. Yeah, eco-friendly. So that's like um, um, off-grid kind of stuff, right? So you're using solar energy, you're... You're kind of like, it's a Wait, the average process. income is over 250,000 for this. Yeah. For that niche. Think Asheville, North Carolina. Wow. Lots of people with a lot of money living mm-hmm. off grid. We should do a whole episode on like niches and specialties. Oh, that's a good that. idea. Think about yeah. like, you know, the average income is, is, you know, it's, it's, it's better than most industries. Um, so if you think of like industries where you can actually own who you are and like what you can do. I think that's, what's really cool. Um, 
So the other thing I think that, you know, for me coming from corporate, so you might know I transitioned from working in a six-figure corporate job to now being a full-time real estate agent. One of the reasons why I left that and probably a big reason why a lot of other folks are really interested um, in the real estate industry is because you have that opportunity for limit limitless income. And so what is fascinating is the average income by hours worked per week. So if you are an agent who is part-time and you're fully investing in your business, the average income is about 43,000. Now, if I were to work the same amount of hours that I worked when I was in corporate America, which was 60 plus hours, because I was traveling, I was in leadership role. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can relate, even in a non-leadership role, Justine, you were a teacher. I'm sure you worked a hundred hours a week. Like, yeah, it wasn't making any six figures. No. <laughs> so the average income, if you work 60 hours or more per week is 172,000. So you know, don't get discouraged. Like, and I know these are like big numbers, but the whole reason why I'm giving you these this data and these statistics is there is so much opportunity, but you have to start. And no one starts out of the gate at that $172,000. People that have less than a year of experience are closer to $55,000 average a year. Most agents aren't even making that their very first year in part because their transition and their dual career. So yeah. I think that like we need to stop being so hard on ourselves and really start to, again, focus on uh, the statistics over our sentiment and really understand, you know, that it's not always going to be roses for everybody and that's okay. And honestly, like social media can just really kill you and it is their highlight reel. And there's lots of uh, folks who might be part of a team or their leverage, like they're part of their, they're using statistics or successes of their brokerage. And so it's artificial success. And so it's, it, it, it might, it's not always factual. And I, Justine, I really love like this year, you had an amazing year, but it didn't feel like an amazing year to you. And I really love your story. Can you share a little bit about what that was like for you and kind of what, how you realize again, facts versus sentiment. Um, I really love your story. So if you could share that, that would be great. Yeah. So I'm like the queen of two things. I'm like the queen of new ideas that I get like super excited about. And I like, I want to do the biggest thing. I, I am very, very, very bad at reeling it in. Um, so I'm, that's my number one thing. And then my second thing is to then get really down on myself when I can't do all of those big ideas and those big dreams I have all at once. And like now, so I have been really, really down like the last few months about, um, you know, not being as successful as I want to be in my first year and just really feeling like, man, I, I need to be doing better. I'm not making as much as I want to be making. I'm still not bringing home as much as I was when I was teaching. So that's been tough. But so here I am thinking like, man, like I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Well, my mentor, my amazing mentor, I'll give a little shout out to Cheryl from uh, EXP. She was my, one of my lovely uh, mentors and she's, we, her and I still talk, but she texted me and she said, Hey, congratulations. You almost got to the top 100 on the leaderboard. And I text her back and I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, you're almost to the top 100 on Illinois state leaderboard. So I opened up the Illinois state leaderboard for our brokerage and I looked around. So I saw my name on there and I couldn't like really see the number I was at. And I was like, this is, 
I, I even text her back. I was like, I think it's just up there on accident. Like, I think I'm really like the last and it just is showing the end. <laughs> like I was literally like, there's no way. So I finally found like the whole thing where I could see all of the numbers accurate, accurately. And I think our brokerage, so like the brokerage I'm with is growing uh, in total in Illinois. I think we have around like, I don't know, it's 800 to like a thousand people in Illinois. And I, for independent agent was number 101. So almost top 100, but then I was like, (laughs) but then I was like, holy crap, there's like, but I'm still doing just like we said, like, you know, I'm still in that top 5%, right? Mm -hmm. Top 10%, I guess every day. And I'm showing up every day. So just to think like, even if you think you're doing really bad, there's still like 90% of the people, 95% of the agents really doing nothing or not a lot. So Anyway, it just goes to show like before you give yourself a hard time, look at reality and maybe some statistics and, you know, kind of uh, gauge where you're letting yourself think or how awful you are letting yourself think you you killed it. Like you are killing it, but you didn't feel that. So I think it's important to check in on your business, right? And compare yourself too, because Compare yourself in a healthy way. I think that we often kind of try like to compare when you're doing ourselves. sports, like your personal yeah. record, like compare yes. yourself to mm-hmm. you at the beginning of the year or you last mm-hmm. year at this time or mm-hmm. you five years ago. And set realistic goals too. Don't say I'm going to sell 50 houses my first year because I saw somebody on YouTube printed it off and I had the little houses and then mm. like I had like 10 houses colored and I'm like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I got a fifth of the <laughs> That's when we all tried cold calling. And then we were like, uh, wait a second. Maybe I'm not going to do this because yeah. I don't want to cold call. Good no. for you if you can and you do and you make those 50 sales, yeah. but yeah. I couldn't get myself to do it. Yeah. So. Do you, boo? Do you? Mm-hmm. On social media, it's somebody's highlight reel. And it's not always, again, facts. And it's really important to understand that it's, sometimes not healthy to follow people and it's okay to unfollow people too. I wanted to point out that like, I always get a little, I don't want to say jealous. I don't think it's the wrong word, but I think too often leaders in all fields always give shout outs to their top producers, which we need to, right? But there's non-top producers who are working just as hard. Like, I don't care what anybody tells me, like, Anybody who's like the the top, the number one of anything, yes, you worked your way there. But circumstance, your sphere, your background, so many things come into play that to me, it's not fair to be like, oh, I, you know, am all deserving and I deserve all these accolades. I just don't feel like we give the agents who are not top agents shout outs. So I wanted to be sure that on this episode, We are giving a shout out to all of you agents who are not the top agents, but you are sticking through it and you're getting through those hard days and you're still here because like, it's hard to stick it out if you're not a top agent and like continue on. If you don't really understand why am I still doing this? Am I going to make it? But you're still doing it. So shout out to all of the non-top agents. Right. The, the, what do they have that thing for like award for being the most average or something? Yes, exactly. That's that out for being average. average. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like one of the things that I do, um, 
is especially when I'm starting to get down on myself, I change my metrics. So I'll take down, we all have like a number of houses we sold, whatever, like something like that in our office. Most people do anyways. But so for me, what I put up instead is number of income producing activities. So it could be so much better Number of equity reports I send out or number of follow-ups I do number of reels, like those types of things. And so that's my goal. And then eventually that will lead to the revenue. If I'm focused on the actions that get me there, instead of focused on a number and feel overwhelmed, I tend to have a easier time processing that. That is definitely the name of the game. And I have learned that in different trainings, but I still struggle with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, yesterday you just gave me like a great reminder of I need to switch up my board a little bit because yeah. I have been told that, but here I am not doing it still. So I need to get on that. Yeah. And that's why I use paper stuff because then I take it down and then I'll put up what's wor- what's serving me, mm-hmm. so what's serving you in this moment. If it's serving you to look at a number and that's what motivates you, keep that number up on the board. But if that's discouraging you, put something up on the board that are income producing type of activities, if that's going to serve you better. I love that. Yeah. And let's, and let's talk a little bit about like the amount of work. And we've already talked about the, the number of hours worked and how that correlates to how you can be successful in this industry. And so as a reminder, you know, if you're working over 60 or 60,000, nobody should be working more than 60,000 hours. (laughs) If you're working more than 60 hours, it's 172,000 on average. We are not expecting anybody to do that. So if we were to work a realistic 40 to 50 hours, so if you were to take a full-time job in a traditional environment, full-time would be about 40 hours. It'd be the equivalent of 40 hours. So if you were to put in the work and do the things to get you to the numbers that you want to achieve consistently and methodically, you could, you could reasonably expect to get an average income of about $113,000 a year. So these, these numbers again, are based on last year's 2021 numbers. Um, but I don't think that's too crazy to think about that. And obviously it depends on your market and your splits, but 113,000 for 40,000, um, or 40 hours a week for a career that you don't need a doctorate, master's, whatever. And you can make that just by putting in the work. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Today, I really like that. So maybe along with your actionable items that you're counting, maybe you could, or we could, or anybody could actually count like clock in your hours. Like how many mm-hmm. hours are you actually putting in? Cause when we're at our 40 hour per week jobs, we are working 40 hours per mm-hmm. week through that entire thing. So are we, uh, you know, how many hours are we actually putting in? I think I'm going to add that to my list too. Just do some little clock-ins and clock-outs yeah. and see what my hours come out do to. Do a calendar audit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that in a future episode of what a calendar audit is, but um, it's really powerful tool when you're really thinking about how much time you're wasting. Um, so, you know, this career has the opportunity to yield you and a tremendous and very profitable income, a life-changing income for a lot of people. Now, for those of you that are dual career, because I really want to like not ignore you because you are equally as important. 
if you were to work this as a part-time job and you put in the hours per week consistently and methodically, you could expect $43,000 a year. And um, to be fully transparent, I was doing more than that working part-time, but I had systems in place and I was building that. So it's very, very realistic for you to do that. And no other career, if you think about like when, especially right now, people are really starting to think of like, what are their side hustles going to be? No other job like Uber Eats or any other side hustle, very few of them are going to yield you an income of $43,000. It's Mm -hmm. just realistic. It just doesn't happen. Um, So, you know, even though, you know, we're small businesses, just like a lot of other things, um, There is a measure of success and failure that I think that we need to be real realistic with. And if you are still here doing the thing, this real estate, your real estate business, you are an entrepreneur and you are owning your business. And um, Justine, can you talk a little bit about, you know, comparing this business to other businesses and just really having a realistic viewpoint on what that looks like? Yeah. So, um, I know a lot of other small business owners in the community and I do have a background in marketing. So when you plan to open up a business, you make like the, generally the first thing you do is make minimum a three-year plan. And oftentimes you are just barely profitable in that first year. It's really those first three years that you're really working to become a profitable business. And I just think it's interesting that in real estate, we are a small business, number one, but number two, we are really like wearing the hats of like a million different things, you know, accountant, salesperson, admin, uh, you name it, marketing, family counselor, (laughs) counselor. Yes. We are so many of those things. And yet we expect, I shouldn't even say we expect as an industry, we like paint this facade of like, oh, you know, real estate. Again, I think that's why so many people want to get into it. They just think you're going to walk in, walk into an office and have people calling you. Well, that is like a hundred percent false. And whether you didn't know that before you became a real estate agent and you're just learning it now, or, or whether you knew that either way, I do think that as an industry, we expect for our small businesses to be just these grand successes in the first year, even though that is just not generally how small businesses work. Like small businesses aren't raking in a hundred thousand dollars in their first year or in many years. So the fact that we are always comparing ourselves to this big number and this big, huge success and this big, like industry, I guess what I would say facade, I think is just, it really takes a toll on all realtors' mental health and comparing and feeling like you're not up to par. So I just think, you know, have the big goals, but be realistic in that we are still a small business and just remember to celebrate those successes. And just, again, remember that we have to stop pretending like we're this outlier that should be doing better than any small business, you know, in the world Mm -hmm. uh, and making that huge, uh, revenue in the first year because it's not the case and it's okay that it's not the case. Yeah. Well, so yeah, even if we're that agent that's making 5,000, 11,000 our first year, we're doing better than corporations who are opening small business, you know, small uh, locations all around the U.S. So give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it takes time and that's okay. It's okay if it takes you 
a year, two years, or even three years? I say this to people all the time. I feel like the name of the game in real estate is honestly just staying around long enough. <laughs> like yeah. if people know that you're an agent, you have like a decent sphere, even of like, you know, 50 to hundred people and you just stick with it for three years. I think you're golden. Mm-hmm. I think even for, I mean, maybe not to be making that, you know, hundred thousand GCI, but I think is as long as you're putting in those part-time hours and you're sticking with it for at least three years, you're going to see a pretty good return. So there's a lot of noise and a lot of stuff that happens out there, right? And we need to shut out that noise. I know I've heard of people who want to take a break from social media where they log out of all of their accounts so they don't get the notifications. And so they do all of their work first in the morning, all of their focus work, and then they'll go in and log in. So you have to intentionally go and log back into the application. It's a good idea. Mm -hmm. What do you do, Justine, to, to shut out all of the noise? I think my biggest thing that I've realized lately is, you know, it kind of goes with my personality of like getting all the big ideas. But when I started real estate, I was trying to decide, like, do I want to join the team or do I want to do things like my way for once in my life and like kind of take that leap of faith and build a business of my dreams. And that's what I decided to do. Well, I've kind of caught myself with all the noise and with all the shiny objects. I've in the last, you know, six months to a year have been watching all these coaching programs and and listening to what all these coaches have been telling me and then seeing, you know, all these different things I can be doing to run my business and then realizing like, okay, I am listening to way too many people on social media and then I'm feeling really bad about, oh, I'm not doing that. Oh, I'm not doing this thing. I'm not doing that thing. So I took a step back, asked myself, what are the things that I want to be doing to build my business in my way? And I've just been really trying to focus on that. So I've been kind of muting some of the, there's that like snooze button on Facebook mm-hmm. that says like snooze for 30 days. So I've been doing the snooze for 30 days and a lot of the coaching groups that I've been in. Um, and I still check in, I still go and check in and ask questions, but I need to choose a system, work it for six months and then start some more coaching instead of doing coaching on coaching and training on top of training on top of training and idea on top of idea. So I'm just trying to slow down, focus on the ones that I really love and really want to work on and then kind of shut out the noise by muting people on Facebook. Yeah. What about you, Estrella? I did the same thing. I think I do something similar for that, that both of you do. I do snooze people. I unfollow people too. If I find that they're consistently making me feel and in, in a way that makes me feel insecure, or maybe I don't really like love their messaging, I'll unfollow them. Um, so I take that bold action and I feel like if they're meant to come back into my feed, then I'll come across them and then they'll be mm-hmm. back in my feed. But I just do a lot of that kind of stuff and muting. I do take time. I, and I, I want to start to log out of my applications. I want to be more intentional because that's, that has become one of the first things I do, Mm. which can really start my day off in and set the tone for whatever my feed is feeling that day. So I definitely need to be more intentional about how I do that and how I interact with the social. Um, So, yeah, I think that, you know, it's just very, there's a lot that I could be doing better. Um, because there are some days, you know, when I'm feeling like, especially cause now I'm, I'm recently full-time. So it's just like, I'm really up all of my fills. <laughs> so mm. when I see everything, I'm like, 
oh my God, like they're doing so much better and they're closing. And I'm like associating with all of these people that are just killing it. And I have one listing <laughs> and my listing's been on the market for three weeks. <laughs> you know, it's just all of those things I need to be a lot better at doing. I love that you mentioned the morning thing. Cause I've actually been, I read about it somewhere. Um, and I'm reading, I think Estrella, I told you about that book, Radical Acceptance, mm-hmm. um, which I'm only probably a quarter of the way through, but I, it's teaching me a lot. <laughs> um, but one of the things I've been thinking about is the first thing I do in the morning is pick up my, so I'm just like not a morning person. So the first thing I do is that I wake up and I scroll because I'm like, oh, that helps me get my eyes open, which it does. But then I'm starting my day off in like compare world. And so I've really been trying not to do that as much too. And I still have been like, um, catching myself doing it and being like, ah, put it down, like go get in the shower. Uh, but I do need to be more intentional about it because I don't think that's a great way to start your day is in like, you know, the virtual world of social social media. Really the moral of this podcast episode is you're freaking awesome. Yes. You are amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. You are doing amazing things. You are here. You are working on your business. You are showing up every day for those things alone. You are amazing. Yes. Celebrate the small things. Exactly. So let's talk about some actionable items. So for our small action, Justine, what's something that the folks that are listening can do that should take no more than five to 10 minutes to really help them get in the right mindset? Yes. So I volunteered for the small action because I, you'll hear me talk about it a million times. I'm super ADD girl, like, and not just saying like ADD girl, it is a major struggle um, that I have in my daily life. That is very difficult sometimes, but I, you know, it also brings on some superpowers. So anyway, I took the five minute, the small, (laughs) the small actionable item. So scroll your feed for five minutes and just recognize how the content is making you feel and unfollow or silence uh, the people if it is putting pressure on you in a way that is unhealthy. So five minutes, super teeny tiny. If you can do that, um, you've successfully done one actionable item for the week. For your mental health. Yes. And so I like books. I like big old books. Um, Sometimes I do audio book and sometimes I have like book books. Um, my recommendation, I think that is really helped me with this, just understanding where you're at is a book by Jenna Kutcher and it's Kutcher is K-U-T-C-H-E-R. She's the host of the gold digger podcast, but she recently came out with a book called how are you really? And there's a lot of messages in this book, but one of the things that I think Um, really resonated with me. And I think really aligns with our messaging is my version of success may not be your version of success. For me, success might be six figures and meeting all of those numbers for you. It could be just enough money to go on a family vacation. And that is okay. You Mm -hmm. are still amazing and doing your thing because you have set up what success means to you. Take out all of the noise take out all of the expectations and really listen to yourself and listen to your voice and understand what is really going to help you and your family and your business feel like it's successful for you. 
not for anybody else, but for you. So again, the book is Jenna Kutcher. It's How Are You Really? Really, really good book. Really, really good podcast. Um, rep- I would recommend reading, listening. Awesome. I just- well, thank you all for joining us tonight or today or wherever you're listening in your car. If you have any questions or comments, um, feel free to drop them in the um, comments below. On Apple, please give us a five-star review and share this podcast with everybody so that they can learn about all of the things that we are teaching as you go on your social agent navigation through your real estate business. And if any of you do the act, any of the actionable items, we would love for you to post and tag us in any of your social media. Thank you all. Thank you. Good night. Bye everyone.